0: Paul Dano for such a wonderful interview snubbed as ever we love Paul Dano though and uh oh who's this Uh, we're we're here live at the red carpet and stepping out of the limo I think I think that's the granny winners for best podcast I think that's Denny and Greg from movies for win I can't believe they made it to the Oscars they clearly weren't invited they're trying to sneak in I'm going to call security
1: again and i would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for that meddling maria menounos and jimmy kimmel
0: <laughs> jimmy kimmel <laughs> snitching on us for trying to sneak in this is a great premise uh don't
1: act like he doesn't know who we are <laughs> the host of movies for when the most prestigious Cinema podcast in all the land Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel Okay, he may try to big league us But he knows He thinks okay. he
0: knows a thing or two about hosting But has he ever done a Movies for Win po- Has he won any granny Awards for hosting? Ugh.
1: Debate me, Jim- Jimmy Kimmel Debate me I want to hear your takes on Terminator 2 You little fuck
0: <laughs> That's right <laughs> Consider yourself called out, brother <laughs> Yeah I do want to call out Denny's, um, oh, yeah, are welcome to Movies for One, everybody. This is our annual Oscars episode, which is the second most important award show after the Grinnies, of course.
1: Yeah, it's kind of uh, hat on a hat to cover them both, honestly. Award on a award, yeah.
0: Yeah. Plaque on a trophy, if I may. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I kind of want to see that now. <laughs> That's uh, what the grinny should be next year. <laughs> we'll give ourselves a trophy of a
0: plaque. A plaque with an Oscar like <laughs> laser engraved into it. It's, it's like an Oscar. <laughs> Look at that. The but tro- they need
1: to be Oscar the Grouch, because uh, <laughs> we're trash and we know it. <laughs> That's right.
0: And we are green. Um, yeah, it's, it's all audio. They don't know we're not green. Um, but yeah, we are <laughs> here to talk about the Oscars, I guess i i spent a lot of 2022 and the last couple months uh first part of 2023 watching as many 2022 movies as i could oscar nominated or not um let's see here i watched a cool 63 movies that came out in 2022
1: so hot damn dude hot damn
0: i was uh i, I was pretty happy about it and i'm ready to talk about not nearly all of them but certainly a good amount of them.
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're going to go back to the 3 hour format.
0: Uh. Yeah, exactly. Here's why I want to talk more about Barbarian. Uh not quite. So oh,
1: I forgot about Barbarian. Mm. Fuck that movie.
0: I know you did. Um yeah. I I like the Oscars. I think we talked about it last year. It's like I am, I. it's something I care about but never enough to watch. Like, if I'm just don't, I just don't see myself actually turning this one on again this year. Yeah. But if Keihui Kwan wins uh, Best Supporting Actor, I'm going to retweet the hell out of that clip and watch it over and over because I'm sure he's going to give a magical acceptance speech and it's going to be tear jerking and fantastic. So, yes. Uh, he it... has
1: won every Best Supporting Actor nomination he has ever been nominated for. He has always mm. won. If the Oscars fuck it up, I'm going to be so mad at them. A very... <laughs> he had to play multiple versions of the same character. Give this man a fucking award, especially <laughs> after like not acting for like 20 years. Holy shit, give him an Oscar.
0: That's the thing, though. <laughs> uh, I'll get into it in a li- in a little bit, but we'll get back to him because I think that category is... Incredibly stacked. Um, yeah, we love movies here. Denny's got his. <laughs> um, I was gonna call out Denny for having a shirt that just says "All Elite Wrestling." Like, I just like the league itself. And I do. That's how I feel about the Oscars too. Is just like I feel like I'm Rob Lowe. That picture of Rob Lowe at the NFL game, just wearing an NFL hat, clapping mm. for <laughs> 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 clapping for football. But that's that's me in a theater where, with a hat that says movies. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love the damn movies. So the Oscars get me hyped. It's it's good, it's a good time to like recognize all this cool stuff that happened this year. This is a very good year of movies.
1: Oh, 2022 was amazing, and I think something you said on our first Oscars episode that has always really stuck with me about like why these awards are cool. I don't is, I don't
0: remember saying this. <laughs> well, oh,
1: I remember it. It was it's that. It's not that they technically matter. Like, it's just an award. It's just some people's opinions. This is all subjective. It's not that they, like, technically matter. But it's really cool when they get it right. You know, like, to yeah. see to see something like Everything Everywhere all at once get that level of public validation. It's really, really cool when they get it right. And... Uh, I won't lie. As someone who says I don't really care, it does piss me off when they get it wrong. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, it, it makes me mad. And uh, But I'd also agree with you that it's like, dude, you can just watch the highlights for this. You don't need to see three hours of will they, won't they, while celebrities fucking jerk each other off. Like, you can just read the results and watch the highlights. <laughs> like, it's it's not it's not really compelling TV, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, and if any other celebrity slaps another one, it's going to make its way onto a screen I watch at some point very, very quick, (laughs) so I don't need to see it live. I'm fine. Um, Yeah, I I don't need to sit through a whole lot of song and dance and Amy Schumer trying to (laughs) make Jesse Plemons as uncomfortable as possible to get to see like a 2 minute speech from an actor I like. And hey, maybe they won't even win cuz then <laughs> then I would be sad. Yeah. Yeah. But man. Before what but, um but one other thing I do like about the awards, I'm getting ahead of myself. One other thing I do like is sometimes stuff wins and you're like, "Oh, I I never actually heard of that movie or um or certain documentaries cuz I don't really seek those out. Short films. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested to hear your take on some of the short films that are nominated, Denny. Because yeah. but yeah. So before we get into like the features and everything, we watch. Do you want to tell the people what you did for the uh, short film categories?
1: Yeah, Alamo Drafthouse was showing um, all all the uh, animated and live action shorts that were nominated. So I went uh, saw the animated on Friday night, saw the live action on Saturday afternoon. And now I have thoughts. I'm an informed consumer of Oscar awards, except I'm really not. I think I know more about the short films now than all the other categories because I haven't seen, I didn't watch 69 movies in 2022 like you did.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty nice time. So what did you think of, were there any like heavy hitters? Like I haven't seen any of the short films, animated or live action. Is there anything you would like say, this one stands out, you should watch it?
1: Um, there were a couple. There wasn't, in honestly, in both the showings, and we'll we'll get into them a little more in depth later. I wanted to. Um,
0: Eleven's like, talk about my year of dicks. Like, okay, we're getting. There. <laughs> we get there one. Wasn't... We get one dog interruption per episode, and we got it out of the way <laughs> quick.
1: Anton, better not overdraft us. Uh, <laughs> uh, you hear that? There wasn't one in either category that I was just like you have to go see this um that i was just like that big of a fan of um they all had some pretty good to great ones and uh each category had a couple of like truly bad ones i thought (laughs) like i saw better shit in film school guys i don't know what to tell you
0: (laughs) i think the only one i was really interested in mostly because of the title was my year of dicks like i mentioned like i don't I don't think I even looked up what any of these other ones were about, so I don't know yeah I Be- wanted to maybe an Irish no, go goodbye ahead. is like something that would really speak to me, but I don't, I don't know
1: i I think you'd like that one uh, should we just do it now? I was gonna just give some thoughts on each one really quickly um, I could do that, and then we could do what we've been watching and then get into the uh feature length awards.
0: Sorry, I miss what you said because my dog's distracting me. <laughs>
1: I wanted to just give like some brief thoughts on uh, on each short. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I, I was gonna do it later, but we're already on the subject, so we can just do it now.
0: Yeah, that's what I was kind of uh, hoping you would do.
1: <laughs> okay, um, I'll, I'll count it as what I've been watching. Um, where are they? I'm, I've got the I've got the fucking thing pulled up.
0: They're pretty um, far I'm down the list. Here. here we go. Yeah. There we go.
1: Um, okay, so we'll start with uh, best animated. Um, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Vanessa and I spent a while trying to describe this, and we decided it was like if Winnie the Pooh was directed by Ridley Scott and was written by an AI that was fed 10,000 life coaching sessions. Um, (laughs) JJ.
0: (laughs) I love that description. (laughs) Um,
1: JJ Abrams produced this one um idris elba voiced the fox and the only good part of the whole movie was idris elba saying a really badass sounding line and being really scary um this one was horrible and laughable and terrible and really long um and every two minutes they would like someone would have like an emotional breakdown and they would just be like but remember you are loved um, they went to that well so many Oof. fucking times um, it 's a bad short i like Vanessa and I were like laughing at it it 's also like insanely fucking boring and again, if you 're going to be derivative of something don 't be derivative of Winnie the fucking pooh please um, like... unless you 're doing
0: it for horror reasons that 's fun.
1: I want to see that really bad. Um, I want to see blood and honey. I just haven 't uh, worked out how to watch it yet. Um, I, I heard Disney's uh, making some some moves on it. Mm. Um, the Flying Sailor was really, really good. Um, it was a little bit uh, short, which is like why I'd probably yeah, give it class? second place. And I, I do want to say this about all the... oh shorter than most shorts. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I, I, I want to say this as I'm kind of shitting on some of them. Visually, all of these are amazing every last one of them like the the animation is fantastic and i would even say um in each of them i can see how the animation moves the genre forward um so as far as just how they look i think they're all really well done even that shitty fucking jj abrams one god jj abrams is a hack by the way um but so the flying sailor uh probably my second favorite out of all of them um it's really short but absolutely beautiful in a total trip um ice merchant ice merchants probably had my favorite animation style it was really pretty and really minimalistic um vanessa really liked this one i found it to be a little too boring for my taste but i didn't hate it um my year of dicks is probably my favorite one out of all of these uh i might argue that the flying sailor is a little more well made but my my year of dicks uh runs a longer narrative um it's rotoscope greg do you like rotoscope
0: i'm not 100 percent sure what that is is that where they like animate over like a live yes filming okay yeah Yeah. Yes, I do.
1: I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Rotoscope, so it looks really cool. Um, It's a little more my speed. It's kind of set in the 90s. Um, It's about skateboarders that want to get laid. Um, Fantastic. It's pretty fun, man. Give it the award. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I I would say say my year of dicks takes it. Um, The last one is, An ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. Uh, What a great title. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) This one was uh, stop motion animated um Ooh. it is really good stop motion. it's an okay premise um it's a little too preoccupied with its meta gimmick um I, it really fucked with my immersion um i'm I'm so over meta. I used to really like meta. it's just like this one reeked of like a film school idea it's about. It's a stop motion movie about making a stop motion movie, which sounds very appealing to filmmakers, uh, to (laughs) quote Shirley Bennett. Um, (laughs) um, And I at the end of the day, I thought it was a lot of work for something that was not very substantial. The whole thing kind of boiled down to a joke and a punchline. And I just just felt that it was a long walk for a short drink of water. Um, If I had to rank them, I think I would go. My Year of Dicks, The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It, and The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. Um, I'd actually bump that one down and rank nothing above it, because not making a short film is actually a little better than making that short film um, (laughs) in terms of contributing to the genre. Um, Best live action shorts. Um, I'll start with Evilu. Um I did not like Evalu Um I thought of you Greg um because it does have some very very beautiful landscape shots. Um and I know I know you're a big fan of that.
0: Yeah. Um
1: they don't do as much for me. Um I really felt that Evalu uh used its landscape and its constant voiceover to compensate for its complete lack of narrative. Mm. Um you know like uh just creating the illusion that a story has happened here it's about a girl named Lu that runs away um and then the whole thing is just about her sister voicing over how much she misses her um i thought it was a very lazy narrative uh if you could call it that um let's see night ride this was probably the most fun of all the live action ones um it's about a woman who accidentally steals a tram um, in the middle of the night. Um, she just wants to come inside and close the doors while the driver is not there. Um, and while she's trying to close the door, she accidentally starts driving it. Um, and uh, and uh, while she is driving it, there's a real asshole on the tram that she picks up uh, that starts uh, sexually assaulting a trans person. So um, these all the live action ones, man, they're all super Oscar-baity. Um, like this one I said is the most fun, and it still has a horrible hate crime <laughs> being committed against a uh gender minority uh, that is Jeez. oppressed um but this one was nice i I liked night night ride, I thought it was enjoyable um les pupilles uh or i don 't know how to say pupil in french i 'm just going to say les pupils les pupilles uh, pupille <laughs> <know>. <laughs> He wiped his butt very poopily. Uh, (laughs) um, This one was really long, um, very well made, and it had some upside to it, I will say. Um, I liked things about it. Um, Disney produced it, which I was very surprised about because um, it is very, very critical of religion. Uh, which I would not expect Disney to take such a hard stance on something like that. I think <laughs> maybe they know that nobody watches short films, so they're probably safe. But it definitely wasn't... Uh, it was it was edgier than I would expect from the Disney brand, I'll give it that. Um, this one uh, doesn't have much of a point to it, which kind of bothers me. And it sings a little song about how it doesn't have a little point, And I'm like, being cute about it doesn't make it better. Um, there's, there is some good stuff, but it's like 40 minutes long and not very much happens. Um, it's about all these little, uh, all these little French kids in a nunnery, a convent.
0: I will, um, I will say you are calling it French. It is Italian.
1: I meant, I meant Italian. Okay. (laughs) Do they say lay in Italy
0: too? (laughs) Pupily sounds French. I don't know. No, I understand the confusion.
1: I recognize the Italian, um it's it's kind of whatever i'm i'm kind of mid on it um i did think in terms of filmmaking it it was very very well done um in terms of narrative not really my type of thing um the red suitcase is probably the best one um it's a pretty heavy drama about a 16 year old iranian girl um who is being sold into marriage and we meet her when she arrives at an airport in a foreign country um with her husband to be waiting on her and the movie is about her trying to escape that situation um very 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 good one of the best ones in the category um i'd really like to see either that one or uh an irish goodbye take it um an irish goodbye is about two brothers one with down syndrome who are brought back together by their mother dying and uh Their mother had a list of things she wanted to do before that before she died and they're kind of doing all of them with her urn. There's more to it than that. Um, That one was really funny um, and lighthearted and heavy. Um, I would say it's it's either Irish Goodbye or the red suitcase for the winner for me. Um, They were the only ones I would really say I liked even and they were really good. I really don't think any of these shorts are, like, go-out-of-your-way-to-watch-it material. Um, I think in each one, I liked two or three out of five, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. that's that's part of what I've been watching. Um, but I've, I've been, like, monologuing silently because you haven't seen any of these things. <laughs> um, do you have any thoughts? Uh, I, I'll get into my movies I've been watching later. Do you have thoughts on what I said, or do you want to feed it to what you've been watching? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, this is this is why we don't watch short films i guess uh
1: (laughs) i love short films man i really do um horror shorts usually though let's
2: let's just
0: not let the academy pick the short films we watch i guess is what i'll say (laughs) fair they're not good curators of (laughs) of these sorts of things i suppose um yeah if if you don't mind how about we save what we've been watching for next week when we do our RoboCop episode, which, apologies, by the way, audience, is delayed because um, right around the time we wanted to record, Texas started getting tornadoes and 80-mile-an-hour wind gusts and started messing with electricity. So we couldn't really do it. So yeah, RoboCop's next we'll week, it. folks.
1: We'll get it, people. You'll get you a RoboCop. You just got to wait a little longer for him.
0: That's right. Yeah, most of what I've been watching is like 2022 Oscar or not movies, so I was just going to talk about them during the show anyway, so it would kind of be pointless uh, to do a segment like that, but...
1: Yeah, I can just wait.
0: Okay, yeah. Save it. Save it, Denny. It's content for next week, because, you know, we'll want to talk a lot about RoboCop, which... Did that win Uh, any Oscars? It should have. Best Picture... Uh, i'm sure it won best uh visual effects best actor best supporting actor uh best instance of guy getting shot in the dick uh <laughs>
1: that should be a grinny <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's robocop think, every uh, year
1: <laughs> i think they snubbed robocop because uh It was viewed as a liability if RoboCop would show up to accept. You know, like if Mm. there was any sort of crime going on, the whole show was just going to go off the rails. Uh, So if he malfunctions,
0: you know, yeah, John Voight's getting shot.
1: They they had to snub RoboCop. (laughs) I
0: I respect the decision. (laughs) Big cough. All right, buddy. Um, Where are we going to go next? How about we go into some unfortunate snubs from the oscars zero nominations for some really good movies and for a few of these it's like yeah i get it like i I guess i'll start with the menu
1: yes i don't
0: huge snub i wouldn't maybe call it a huge snub it's like i would want ray fines to get a best supporting actor but then i look at the list and i'm like i don't know who i kick out to make room for him that kind of thing and then yeah. um hong chow who is in the menu she's already nominated for the whale so like i'm not mad she got her nomination this year yeah but i thought she w- should win alone based on her delivery of these are tortillas <laughs> um 12 out of 10 what a
1: are there any other categories you'd put the menu up for?
0: Um, I don't think so. Maybe, like, maybe directing, I guess. I, I don't really know. That's, I think it's just Ray Fiennes and, like, maybe directing.
1: See, I don't, I don't know Ooh, that I would, screenplay. like. maybe screenplay.
0: I think I would probably do it, a uh, original screenplay. Not directing. I was
1: thinking, I was thinking screenplay, too. Here's my thought i don't know that like i really like the menu i don't know that i would be like it's one of the best movies it needs to win best picture i do think it is one of the best movies of 2022. Um, i'll say this if we are in an era where we are going to nominate marvel movies and top gun legacy sequels and avatar 2 for best picture the menu should be nominated for best picture if, if, if that's, if that's what we're giving it out to, um, there, I haven't seen any of those movies and there is no doubt in my mind that, uh, the menu blows them all out of the water. Um, so blows them out I, of the way
0: of water. Sorry. Go
1: hey, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know that I would consider it a snub for best picture, except that the bar has been lowered so much. That i think it should have been nominated
0: yeah when you've got 10 nominees in there it's kind of hard to (laughs) parse like leaving that one out, i think i think (laughs) my my only thought is i think i liked it more my enjoyment of it was higher than its quality i would say i think i enjoyed it a lot i don't think it was like maybe it maybe like the 10th best picture of the Mm -hmm. year, but I enjoyed it at a little bit of a higher level than that. I just, I got, I had so much fun with it.
1: Well, I, I appreciate an airtight movie and that movie is airtight. Like there Mm -hmm. is no wasted motion. Every word that is spoken, everything that happens accomplishes a purpose. Um, and it's also like, it's a really fun and enjoyable, awesome, unique movie. And again like the reason they're they're throwing shit like avatar 2 and black panther into best picture is because they're trying to make it more accessible so it's not just for like art nerds they're trying to get people to watch this uh casual moviegoers i think the menu is accessible to anyone who wants to sit down and watch it i i really don't think you need a lot of buy-in you know like it's, it's not like a film buff movie um, mm-hmm. I really think, uh, I really think if these are the standards for Best Picture, the menu belongs there.
0: Well, Black Panther isn't up for Best Picture. The first one but was. It was. The first one was, <laughs> yeah. yeah this... I, I, I thought,
1: I thought the second one was up this year. No,
0: but I would swap out Elvis for the menu. That's what I would say. Oh,
1: that's what, fuck Elvis. That's what it was, yeah.
0: I looked at it, I was like, oh yeah, Elvis got it. One I did see. And... Hey, Austin Butler got nominated for best actor and I think he deserves that. Look, that was the good thing about the movie. Everything else was very um unsettling, but it it did have a good <laughs> I, c- I couldn't say it with a straight face. It had a Tom <laughs> Hanks performance that it had a memorable Tom Hanks performance. I'll say that. That's the adjective I, I want to use.
1: Forrest Gump. <laughs>
0: It's memorable.
1: He's wack. So my next snub is a man called Otto. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> fucking kidding. God, I've only seen like ads for that movie, and they look so fucking bad. What? What? It if, so fucking horrible.
0: What if this old curmudgeon had a bit of a different name? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Eat your heart out, movie-going audience. Um, kind of sticking with the menu. I, I do want to give you a platform to talk about the snubbing of horror movies in general. And this year specifically Ty West with both X and Pearl. I don't know. Yes. I don't know if X would have maybe deserved something, but I feel like Pearl, you could, you could do Mia Goth for sure. And maybe, uh, directing there.
1: I would say directing, Mia Goth for Best Actress and Production Design which I would have Thought the Academy would Love their production design because we all Know how hard they sucked La La Land's dick And uh, Pearl was Basically the same style of production um, Yeah man um, I get Why X is not nominated mm-hmm. I get that It's it's a grindhouse slasher <laughs> I get that,
0: One that I we understand
1: liked. I loved it. I am crazy about X. Um, I don't think X set out to please the Academy, and <laughs> I doubt that it did. Um. So. Um. I, I get that X isn't nominated. That doesn't really bother me, even though I do think it is one of the best movies of the year. Um, Pearl Pearl deserved the three I'm talking about. I think Pearl should have been up for Best Picture. Um, I think for for best directing and for production design, and I don't even know if I'd say it should win any of those, but I would say that's a snub not nominating it. Um, it was it was really good, man. Uh, Mia Goth, the monologue, and for those of you who haven't seen Pearl, I'm not going to spoil it. When you see it, you will know what monologue I'm talking about. That monologue alone deserved a best actor nomination, no yeah. no doubt in my mind. And, no doubt in my fucking mind that was some of the best acting I've ever seen in that monologue
0: and I usually like to qualify and I'll I'll definitely agree with you um I usually like to qualify those things and say like well if we bring her in who do we bump out get anna de Armas for blonde off the list <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen it it's just don't it's it just leaves you feeling gross the movie feels like it hates its subject. Like, it's really, it's just, it feels cruel. Like, not in a fun Coen Brothers way, either. Yeah. Like it's just, ugh. It's, it's a gross movie. It, is, it just feels gross. And it's like, it approaches, like, a gross and difficult story and character, or um, a person, in, like, an equally gross way to how they were, like, treated and viewed. It's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, it just felt nasty gross and i'm pretty sure uh, not to discredit anna de armis i really like her but i don't think marilyn monroe had much of a cuban accent but that's just me um <laughs> so yeah put um put me a goth in there instead uh <laughs> sorry
1: norma Jean. <laughs> goodbye uh, norma Jean. there we go kick her out what one... no i never knew you at all sorry I'm, I'm singing elton john over here what were you saying good, I, I good man
0: you. <laughs> good man uh, i thought that was lovely um thank you one movie that we did cover on the podcast so we don't have to talk about it too much but it is kind of surprising that it got snubbed the northman
1: that that's nothing i i had two snubs that were just eating at me i'll get to the other one in a minute What would you have nominated The Northman for? Because The Northman fucking slaps. Editing, directing,
0: uh, production design. (laughs) Yes. Maybe sound design. Or like one of the sound ones. Like at least a couple of technical awards and definitely directing.
1: Dude, I might have given Willem Dafoe Best Supporting like he was brief he didn't do a lot but what he did was stupid good (laughs) he
0: was (laughs) he was in the movie longer than judd hirsch was in the fablemans i will tell you that i know you didn't watch the fablemans
1: (laughs) i did did not no he was Um, great in
0: it but (laughs) yeah
1: i I... and again and also like the northman flopped so i get it but i'm like if you want to nominate some more accessible movies, why don't you nominate some fucking good ones you hacks? Um, I think <laughs>
0: like this I, Go think, ahead. I think The Northman like it did flop for sure, which sucks, but like it got put on Peacock and it was like one of the highest one of the most frequently streamed movies like on the platform. Oh wow, like, I didn't know that. Period. Like it was or maybe it was like across all platforms it was like one of the top streaming movies for a long time, so
1: well, maybe Robert Eggers will get to make another movie then cuz I was really worried about that.
0: Yes. <laughs> maybe maybe he's
1: found a home in the digital frontier. Let's hope so.
0: We're going to have to see Nosferatu in theaters twice to oh, to help him out. Yeah.
1: Oh, I did yeah. see The Northman in theaters twice <laughs> to help Hell him yeah. out. I <laughs> almost went a third time.
0: Hell yeah. Um what's what's your other big snub? The Northman was one. What's I don't know one? that
1: this is a I don't know that it's a big snub but i i think it's a snub nonetheless um crimes of the future um okay
0: production I, design it,
1: production design was my category and maybe maybe screenplay um i don't know if it's adapted or original um but i i thought honestly thought i probably would have liked reading the screenplay even more than i liked watching it um yeah, I, it's a it's a flawed movie like don't get me wrong there's there's it's not something that i was just in love with but like god damn it had good production design didn't it man like yeah. it was and it was very unique and very thoughtful and v- very very ambitious in it's and it's uh visuals and what it was trying to accomplish there i i really i really think uh <clears throat> whichever cronenberg it was brandon cronenberg uh
0: david brandon did no. an infinity pool
1: david cronenberg yes there we go thank you god there's father son <laughs> duo should not be allowed to release movies this close together that's right um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh but yeah that that was that was one that was on my mind i'm like you, it's not like everything everything everywhere all at once where i'd put it up for like 10 categories but um, I, I think it was one of the most unique and memorable movies to come out this year, if not, although not one of the best ones.
0: Yeah, I, I made my feelings kind of known about it last week. I think it did have very impressive production design, almost to a fault where I was like, this world is so cool, I wish I understood more about it. Why don't I know more about it? Oh, because we're not really establishing what this world's about very well. <laughs> And it's frustrating me. I can't me. know
1: more about it. It's it's made up, and they're not giving me details. <laughs>
0: Stuff's like this now. What? what why? What? <laughs> Maybe that's on me. I don't know. Um, I feel like we're giving a lot of like, you know, like throwing our snubs a best directing Oscar, and yeah. the the nominees for best directing are. Uh, banshees of Inishirin, everything everywhere all at once the fablemans tar and triangle of sadness and i think they all deserve to be there so it's like what do you leave out to put something like crimes of the future in or the northmen i would probably swap out for the fablemans but it's tricky um one that i would like to have seen in the directing category though was decision to leave Got nominated for nothing, not even Best International Feature, which is a crime of the present. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that movie was great. Standout directing. It, It's, uh, I don't know, the international features are weird because I didn't watch RRR. RRR. Because it's three
1: hours. Everyone told me it's great, but it's it's three hours. I'm sorry.
0: My understanding is that India nominated something else for there. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, India was like, no, this movie. And the Academy was like, mm-mm. So maybe rr could have gotten in, but India huh. uh, dropped the ball there. So we got left with stuff like Argentina 1985. <laughs> but I think international feature is going to go to all quiet on the western front because it's also up for best picture Mm -hmm. and like seven other awards so (laughs) it would have been cool to see decision to leave there though i thought that movie was really good um i
1: heard good things i should have gone to see it when it was at alamo
0: oh yeah 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 um yes you should have (laughs) that's it um what other snubs do you have I'm, i'm not really seeing any more on my list
1: no that's pretty much it for me too man um what would you say is the biggest snub like if you could only write one of these wrongs what would you write
0: write one of these wrongs i think it might be the northmen Mm -hmm. it's just something like wait
1: wait one one category one category too one nomination for one category
0: now i could say any one of these for like stuff that i think should get nominated I think the Northmen should win best editing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Very I th- good pick.
0: That's that's my thought. That's like it's kind of a it's not a minor category because editing a film is an incredibly difficult job, but it takes a lot yeah. of skill and artistic ability and talent to like put together a feature film on the editing base. So I'm not going to yeah. like downplay the importance of recognizing that. It feels like it's a minor award to say like, oh, I think this movie should have got best picture. I think weird. The Al Yankovic story should be nominated for best picture. Uh, (laughs) I do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Or do I, but I think the Northman genuinely had the best editing and could reasonably have won, but I just, yeah, go ahead.
1: I'd have to agree with you a hundred percent on that. I'm like, only so slightly more bothered by mia goth not getting a best actor nomination i i think i think i would go for that as is my one thing i could fix um but the northman for best editing is really really close um yeah i
0: have a I, fun
1: question oh sorry go ahead yeah i was just
0: gonna say i like that we picked different ones i think you're definitely right though if it's not mine it's yours and if it's not yours it's mine so yeah we have I, an I'd agreement agree. we
1: we're in accord. We have an accord.
0: We have an accord.
1: Um, can you in good faith justify a nomination for any category for the unbearable weight of massive talent?
0: I was literally about to wrap up this segment by like, kind of listing off some other favorite movies. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna mention that one. Maybe Pedro Pascal for supporting us best, best supporting yeah but again run into the problem of who do you kick out um
1: i think it's hard to put his performance up against a lot of the other best supporting mm-hmm. nominees <laughs> but
0: how about he stole that movie um he it's he was definitely the sweetest performance in <laughs> in a supporting role he was just a big old sweetie i loved him um yeah, I don't know where I don't think I would give it any Oscars necessarily. We already gave it a a place in the Granny Hall of Fame, so maybe that's enough of a some recognition. I I'm surprised that's not on the yeah. IMDb page. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, what the, I I should edit that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should make it account. You know what know what I think they should do? And I this is going to sound like a joke, but I'm 100% serious about it. I think that they, in honor of the unbearable weight of massive talent, they should have given Nicolas Cage a Lifetime Achievement Award this year from the Academy. Mm. And I legitimately think he deserves it for what he has contributed to acting and, like, the sheer volume of his body of work. This man has made over 100 movies, people. Um I just like, feel like he's
0: got so much left in the tank though, you know. He
1: does. We're not done. He's going to be at 200 by the time he, he he dies. Like he's he's a goddamn fucking legend and I know there's like an ironic love of him that that makes this all seem like a big dumb meme. Um <laughs> I really think this would have been a good year to honor Nicholas Cage with a lifetime achievement award from the Academy. The uh, unbearable in the spirit of playing himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah i like that but i feel like the unbearable weight of massive talent is a lifetime recognition film so
1: (laughs) you kind of already had it yeah Yeah. um it might be a little redundant i'll give you that i'll give you that
0: all right uh, yeah go ahead
1: i was gonna ask you what your other honorable mentions are you said you had a few that were really good but you don't feel were like yeah snubbed so, so to speak
0: i really like the bob's burgers movie
1: Yeah, that was a that should have been up for best animated. I forgot that came out this year.
0: Yeah, swap out. Pixar's
1: just gonna win it anyways, so why not nominate some fun stuff?
0: I don't think it should win because I think, and I wanted to get into it later, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I didn't say should. I said is gonna. Ah, Uh, we we
1: Ah. all know what should win.
0: (laughs) I I am impressed that Marcel the Shell with Shoes on got. Uh, put up for animated feature i like that it yeah. qualified um
1: but the lego movie fucking doesn't god i'm still not over that
0: no he's not folks um other movies i liked things about that didn't get any oscars men was interesting even though i was kind of mid on it I thought um was interesting i thought it was interesting uh what else did i have here i had another one um pretty much everything here is nominated i mentioned weird the al yankovic story <laughs>
1: it would have been nice to have like uh daniel radcliffe host or something you know <laughs> like or um you know what they could have done they could have had weird al perform this year oh yeah that'd be kind of cool that would be that would make me watch
0: dude like what? i would
1: watch live if weird al was gonna perform
0: best original song eat it by weird al <laughs> <laughs> It's not based on any other song. It's a completely original track. Michael they Jackson are... parody.
1: They are failing if they don't have uh, Weird Al like, present that award and say something. Like <laughs> They are failing if Weird Al doesn't present best original song and talk about how he's still bitter about Eat It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the only other... The other standout movie, it, you can't put it up for any category, but you can have these guys do some sort of fun presentation at the Oscars. Jackass Forever. Yes. Yeah. Have Steve-O <laughs> just kickflip onto the stage and <laughs> fucking fall off, <laughs> fall, skateboard off the edge of the stage holding the envelope to announce uh, <laughs> best cinematography or whatever.
1: See, I wish they do shit like that, because in this room with me right now, I have a VHS I recorded in middle school that I found in a closet um, and kept because I thought it was funny that I recorded it. Um, I have the 2004 MTV Movie Awards hosted by (laughs) Lindsay Lohan.
0: Um, Of course you do.
1: And they do... uh, They do so many fun bits and skits and stuff like that at the MTV Movie Awards. I don't know if they do any more or if they still do the MTV Movie Awards. I have no idea. I don't think I've heard anyone talk about them for at least a decade. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, they have, like, Lindsay Lohan and Andy Dick doing a Kill Bill skit. You know, like, I'm like, the Academy should should do some stuff like that to make it fun. You know, like, to, to celebrate... I think that would start bringing in the audience they're trying to bring in if they made it like a like, hey, we're fucking around doing some references to the movies you saw this year, and we can still honor the really good ones, but like, we'll we'll acknowledge that these movies that everybody liked exist, you know? Like that that seems like a fun move for the Academy.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just have all the jackass guys do like reenactment, like. Get Dave uh, Chris Pontius to do TARF. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As Party Boy.
0: <laughs> I would fucking rock. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get Preston Lacey to uh, do a reenactment of the whale. Like, it's, it's right there.
1: God, they would have been great hosts if they just had all of the Jackass crew hosts, except for Bam Margera, because no one likes him.
0: I feel like he would have been a good... Uh... <laughs> they could have played with that for Banshees of Inish Aaron, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, he lost his finger! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm this one's called to...
1: the Two-Finger Donkey Stunt. <laughs> I'm Johnny Knox. I'm Barry Keegan. I'm about to burn this guy's house down. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 down. down. 2 p.m. Right. tomorrow, I'm going to ride a shopping cart down the hill through your window. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Make sure your dog's enough. outside. <laughs> so yeah, one movie you did watch. If I We're done with honorable mentions and snubs, for yes. sure. Let's get into the stuff we like that is nominated that we have seen and not covered on the podcast. So you yes. want to dive into Banshees of Inishirin?
1: Yeah, I will. Um... This was one of the only movies I hadn't seen, and I haven't seen a lot of the nominations this year that I actually really wanted to. Um, I've heard tons of great reviews, specifically from Greg. Um, I finished watching it about 30 minutes before we sat down to record. Um, I was a really big fan. Really, really big fan. I thought it was a beautiful, melodic composition of film. Like The whole thing just had this flow to it um dialogue was incredible uh this is an achievement Mm -hmm. in screenwriting um characters were great they had depth the the movie's whole vibe was great the parallels to the irish civil war versus these two friends fighting with each other um it's it's a very 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 smart movie and it's a very cheeky movie um Mm -hmm. it's 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 got a lot of real cheeky dialogue um I mean, you know how I feel about heavy dramas. I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, this has all of those great dramatic elements without just, like, making it a slog. You know, like, it's it's a yeah. fun movie to watch. It's very enjoyable.
0: Yeah, you kind of think about, like, how dark some of the stuff is and how dark some things turn out, which um, we're not going to spoil it here, I guess, for the people. But they, it's presented in such a, like you were saying, in such a cheeky way I I describe this as the most peaceful movie about conflict Mm -hmm. I've ever seen. Like it's just. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's great. Yeah.
0: Such a homey and charming vibe. And it's just like, I want to live in this little island town. It seems amazing. And there's just all these little bouts of conflict yeah uh between you know our two leads between um the police officer and his son and like kind of the town uh between the sister and like the shop owner her, her own and in- the sister's internal conflict with like wanting to leave for the mainland mm-hmm. or the bigger island i guess um yeah it's it's an incredible movie it's Just yeah, I think rich characters is the best way to describe it, like the yeah. best thing to pull from it. Masterful oh, dude, those, screenplay.
1: Those characters were in everyone's bones, from the writer to the director to the actors, man. Like mm-hmm. they, those characters were understood and felt. Um we often talk about how we can tell a performance is really good when we refer to the character as the character's name, not the recognizable actor's name. Um to me that that wasn't Colin Farrell, that was Pork like uh-huh. that uh, to who, who's who's mad eye moody what's his name
0: column or um you mean the actor's name yeah yeah uh God, is I, brendan I, gleason right brendan gleason yeah i believe yeah. so yeah i'm yeah.
1: embarrassed for not knowing it he's just mad eye moody to me um <laughs> very very prolific actor who was really good uh, and was uh most notably in harry potter four <laughs> 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 um God uh no man like i wasn't thinking uh mad eye moody his real name i was thinking to call (laughs) Um, oh that's good do do you know what i love most about it it's not oscar bait at all it's really not like no one like has a disability that makes everyone sad or no one has cancer um it reminds me of an edgar wright movie like it really does but just like it's like a lower energy hot fuzz. Like, it still has, yeah. like, kind of the same spirit and vibe as a hot fuzz, but it's calmer. It's yeah. more peaceful.
0: It's, like, it keeps the same level of, like, cheekiness up. Like, it's a satire, but it's not a satire. It's just, like, no a funny. Yeah, an Edgar Wright movie is a good comparison where it's just, like, I don't know which one. Like, I don't know about hot fuzz because that one is just straight satire and... Yeah, very funny. But yeah, it does kind of have a similar feel. I kind of like The Little Town by the end of it, by the end of Hot Fuzz, you know? But I'm much more immersed in this one. Um, I I, I said this one was like incredibly emotionally immersive. That was kind of how I walked out of it. Mm -hmm. It was just like really just... Even on one watch through, I watched it in theaters with no subtitles for these thick accents. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Um, And I still... Even though I understood only eighty percent of what was said, I was like, "Damn!" I was really feeling for these guys the whole yeah. time.
1: Oh yeah, and I love, <clears throat> I love that it's a very rare movie that has no romance arc in it, unless you want to count like Dominic having a crush on. Uh, God, what's what's Carrie uh, Condon Warwick sister's
0: name? Carrie Condon it's the a, actor. It's the Irish
1: ass name I forgot it. Siobhan. Um, Yeah, Siobhan, uh, spelled nothing like it sounds. Um, (laughs) I know that from the subtitles. I was like, who the fuck is Shy Bowen? Uh, (laughs) um, But there's really not a romance arc, and I think if there was, it would have really detracted from the fact that this is a movie about friendship and how much it hurts when a friendship falls apart. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, It was a movie about... um, niceness you know like Mm -hmm. they just you don't see a lot of that is all i'm saying especially like a male to male vulnerable friendship where they're hurting each other's feelings Mm -hmm. and no one's being like oh i'll fucking show him like even when they're doing that like dick measuring stuff it's like very pathetic and emotional none of it's portrayed as badass at all yeah um it's it's so good man it's so good i was I was a huge fan of the movie
0: hell yeah love it
1: banshees of ed sheeran
0: banshees of ed sheeran um that one's nominated i think for nine awards and i think it's fully deserving of all of them um, i agree i do love i did want to give some special love to dominic barry keegan our little weird irish goblin boy does it again Every time you see him in a movie, you're like, "Oh, he's going to be a little weirdo in this one," and he is.
1: <laughs> what else is he in?
0: Uh, he's in Dunkirk. He was in The Green Knight. He was I in, seen either. um, not The Lobster. That guy's other ones, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He was a big, big old weirdo in that one. Uh, <laughs> but, Killing
1: of the Sacred Deer was made by the same guy who made The Lobster.
0: Yeah, so you're gonna have to skip it. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna watch it but now I'm not fuck the lobster movie. it recommended the lobster to me after I finished Banshees of Inishirin um it was in my like watch next I was like oh fuck off fuck right off don't you dare rope me into this because I liked this movie you know that's not fair
0: algorithm well yeah Banshees was probably a top three movie for me this year um mm. Yeah, absolutely. loved that one. I think it, the same number of nominations as the Fablemans, which I did watch the other day. And you know what? It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. it still didn't like really hit for me. It wasn't totally my thing, but it was better than we were kind of thinking it was going to be based on how they made it seem. Um, but i swear man if i have another movie that tells me that movies are actually just 24 still images per second going in front of a thing of light i'm going to fucking lose my mind i know what the fuck movies are i get it
1: the the biggest turnoff for me from the trailer was uh <clears throat> and i think i've just seen too many stephen king adaptations cuz he always like he should be embarrassed by how much he does this mm-hmm. um <clears throat> I can't stand any self-aggrandizing shit where they're like, the real heroes of society are the storytellers. Just kind of like the people who told this story. We're the real, the, the, the inspiration. We're doing what's really important here. I'm like, dude, as someone who is obsessed with story structure and storytelling, fuck off. Like, stop jerking off in front of me. I don't want it's, to fucking see this shit. <laughs>
0: it's not it doesn't really come off that way in the movie okay, though. Like okay. I don't I don't think it's really like that. Um I listened to another podcast about it and uh Cinema of Meaning if you're interested Ooh. if you if you've seen the movie audience. Uh they had a good episode about it. They were really good about pointing out how like it you know it is kind of a fictional name. It seems like a fictional story, but it's all pretty much exactly how it went for him and it he never Spielberg never makes it seem like he was just always destined to be like this wonderful director. Like, yeah, it was in his bones. It really does come across like an exploration of a development of passion for something. Um, okay. It's, it's really cool. I thought it was a interesting look at like someone who's probably revered to be like one of the best in the craft best in the business kind of going back and saying like here's how i kind of got into it um my family kept asking me to film things and like one thing that was really funny is the trailer the way it ends i don't know if you remember what the way the trailer ended like it was with mom asking the little the young steven spielberg what was your favorite part and then like the kid looking at the screen in wonder but <laughs> in the movie <laughs> And I was like, okay, roll your eyes a little bit. But then you watch the movie, and th- the kid's reaction in the movie is actually, he just watched, they were supposed to watch a fun family movie, and they watched a movie with a train crash, and he's, like, freaked out and terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually that's fear awesome. in the kid's eyes. <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, like, the 15 to 20% of the movie that was about filmmaking, I thought was excellent. Um the other chunk of it that's like airing out family drama was maybe not my thing uh michelle williams is up for um lead actress she's gonna lose to real person lydia Tarr. kate blanchett sadly but i thought she was really good in it it's just like the family stuff wasn't really grabbing me it made me really uncomfortable um okay one actress that i did really like in there was julia butters who is Ooh, like our, name. our good friend from um, Once Upon a Time in South Hollywood? York. Oh, fuck. Once fuck. Upon a Time. No, <laughs> not that, Butters. <laughs> she was the girl that uh, was in the commercial for the Tammy Craps doll. Oh, shit.
1: Okay, okay. She's Every time great. I see
0: her, like, ah, damn, you're good. She's cool.
1: Good honor. Good honor. It sounds like maybe I got the wrong impression about the Fablemans from the trailer. Maybe I should give it a try.
0: It ends not ends, but like there's parts in the third act that are a little self righteousy maybe it's just kind of confusing, like it seems like you're kind of glorifying the reaction of your high school peers to your filmmaking abilities, yeah, but whatever um but the last like four minutes of the movie are absolute fucking gold and <laughs> earned bonus points a oh. lot, so like the last few okay. minutes um i don't want to sp- spoil what happens because it is incredibly well-earned and yeah that's that's all i'll say about it but like the final the very final final shot of the movie is choice is that where nice. um
1: i don't want to spoil it for anyone but correct he uh he meets et for real and that's what inspires him to to become the greatest filmmaker of his generation the, the aliens land and, denny uh, he's like i just have to tell someone about this I know what story I want to tell now.
0: I'm Denny. This is why you got to stay off social media before you see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you get these things spoiled for you. And then yeah. Sam, Sammy Fableman looks into the camera and says like filmmaking. I think I'm ready. Player one. And then. <laughs> <roll credits. laughs>
1: and then he looks like he's just had this great idea. <laughs> Executive producer Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it plays a lot like Weird Al Yankovic, where he's like, "Oh man, you just punched me in the jaw, jaw, jaws." <laughs> oh, it's it just that like kind a, of that kind of inspiration.
1: <laughs> I've got to make a shopping list before I run down to Schindler's Grocery. <laughs> oh, God. That's uh. it. <laughs> That's its mother. A list for Schindlers.
0: Now, now, our neighbor, Mr. Ryan, he's very, very private, but it looks like his house is on fire. So you're going to need to call an ambulance and save him.
1: But mom, I don't even know him. You're going to have to get in there and save private Mr. Ryan, okay?
0: He's <laughs> very private. You got to understand. <laughs> All right so that's why Fableman should win best picture um
1: <laughs> which close encounter did you have no not that kind wait no 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 not that kind oh was yes the that's third the kind, kind of <laughs> close encounter i was looking for that's the kind
0: of close encounter i'm looking for <laughs> Jeez. we're off the rails folks um one movie that we did both watch that i wanted to talk about we discussed a little in a, what we've been watching i think we both had been watching it that that same week guillermo guillermo oh my god mr del guillermo. toro's pinocchio <laughs> <laughs> fumbled that one pretty bad um best it's animated not feature white
1: people friendly <laughs> <laughs> at least with the names
0: it's slippery uh <laughs> yeah do you think i i believe it should win yes um <laughs> Best animated feature, easily. It's, um, it's not even close. I haven't seen a couple of them. I'm, you know, you kind of, you look at this list and you're like, oh, they're just going to give it to Pixar again with Turning yeah. Red, which wouldn't make me mad. I really like Turning Red.
1: Turning Red is great. It's fantastic, but Pinocchio is on another level. Pinocchio kicked ass. Fucking level. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And yeah, like I said when we talked about it, I'm a huge sucker for stop motion, and oh, this yeah, is same. like some of the best i've ever seen it's just
1: oh no doubt about it
0: it's just it felt so natural and like uh, human especially for like the human characters just like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's unbelievable like i it's so it's so weird to see like a stop-motion film where sometimes you forget that it's stop-motion
1: yeah it's immersive. That's called immersion. That's called movie magic, Greg. Something we never talk about anymore. Movie magic.
0: We talk about it constantly. Shut up. You and I do. <laughs> you and I do.
1: The world... When's the last time you heard someone other than me say the words movie magic?
0: Uh, there's a few podcasts. I don't know. Out in the Wild? Not really a lot. There's
1: no, there's no magic left. There's no magic left. We all know it's just done on computers um sure there
0: is Guillermo del Toro Guillermo well exactly that's what I'm saying that's what's so
1: special about this um (laughs) do you know what I really love about it I I hearken back to to Jim Henson making the Muppets um no no one was asking for that right like there was Mm -hmm. not a demand for like a primetime puppet show no one wanted that, but Jim Henson had a vision, and he fought for it, and he made it happen. I I feel that's a way to measure vision in a filmmaker. No one. There was no audience for a stop-motion reimagining of Pinocchio. In a, like, no one was clamoring for that.
0: In a year where two other Pinocchio movies were already coming out, <laughs> one of them by fucking Disney this one still got made and stood above the rest i liked it more than the original animated one i'll say that oh
1: easily 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 Um, better than the what 43 is it i don't know i don't know when the first one came out
0: yeah me neither 43 sounds right i don't don't fucking care
1: (laughs) i kind of want to see if i guessed right
0: (laughs) before the era of the fablemans uh (laughs) this this predates the fablemans um but yeah animated feature Ah, film 40 sorry 40 okay it's all the same yeah start of world war ii or nearing the end i guess it does matter huh um yeah the other ones marcel the shell with shoes on like i said that one would be cool to see it win i'm glad it's there but i um, don't
1: i don't know that that's best animated material no and i i I really like marcel but (laughs) i i don't know if it's best animated feature material
0: it's adorable Did you see the picture at the BAFTA Awards of Marcel on the red carpet with a little top hat? No. They put the little shell on the red carpet with a little top hat on.
1: My heart is melting just imagining it. That's (laughs) awesome. Uh,
0: It looks exactly how you think it looks. It's great. (laughs) Um... But yeah, Puss in Boots. I didn't see, but I heard was really good actually. And the I've, sea beast... I've heard
1: from a lot of people it's really good. People yeah. I trust, which I was like, Puss in fucking Boots. No, I'm not going to fucking see that. I've, I've heard great things.
0: Yeah, I'll get around to it. Um, I don't really want to get around to the Sea Beast. I've heard no good things about it. <laughs> but I've heard mostly nothing about it. So.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what it is.
0: It's a beast that lives in the sea. Um, oh Oh! <laughs> well, now
1: i've got to see it
0: there we go um yeah so that's one of the ones that both of us watched. one that i watched this was going to be part of my what we've been watching but i wanted to cover it here after sun that Before is a daughter. Mm, this is more deering daughter because it's about a father-daughter trip um to turkey i think they're a scottish father and daughter taking a little summer vacation for her the little girl's birthday like 11th birthday Mm -hmm. and like her dad's birthday is like two days later so they're just kind of taking a little trip because the parents are separated and she's spending a week with dad um on vacation it's it's a movie that like stuck with me while i was watching i was like this is pretty good i really like certain parts of it and then after the movie ended like the next three days it was just like living in my brain i was like unpacking different emotions that were like hitting me in waves of like how i felt about this movie it was incredibly impactful um it's only nominated for one oscar which is paul Mescal for uh, lead actor and it's a performance that like I kind of just said, like, you don't realize how good it is until after the movie's over and that's mm-hmm. not really going to make sense without me kind of explaining everything that happens in the movie, like not even really like spoilers, it's just like you've got to feel the performance and feel sure. like it, it's so basically the movie is kind of like the daughter's grown up and she's got like they had like a little cam, a digital camcorder on the trip. She's trying to, like, put together memories based on what she has and trying to, like, bridge that with, like, what everything she remembers, what she has on video, and, like, trying to understand her dad in a new light. So, like, trying to understand her dad, like, during the vacation and, like, how she perceived him as an 11-year-old versus how she perceives him now and perceived him like on that trip and that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's like a really cool exploration of how we kind of remember these sorts of things and like remember these relationships or like these big moments in our relationships and like all of that is like wrapped up in this really um really good coming of age story because like i said it's like a girl turning 11 on vacation like it's just i don't know you you really have to see it um it's the the woman that directed it it's her first movie that she's directed i thought she absolutely knocked it out of the park so check it out uh oh yeah man sounds I good as hell i don't want to just i don't want to, to just, don't just say the woman that directed it uh charlotte wells <laughs> say the name
1: brother yeah. mad moody was the name some chick uh
0: no it was <laughs> charlotte wells uh <laughs> Uh, if, if Paul Maskell wins, um, best actor, I would not be surprised. I'll say that.
2: Cool.
0: Um, Dark. another person that's up for best actor. I kind of wanted to get your opinion. Cause I actually didn't see the whale. Um, I didn't it, either.
1: I, I really oh, I thought you did. To. I was gonna, and then I couldn't make time for it in December. It was, oh. it was busy, busy holiday months. Um, that's one of the, the few that I really do want to see. Um, <clears throat> What I've heard about it is that, <clears throat> excuse me. What I've heard about it is essentially that Brendan Fraser outacts the movie, um, okay. which would wa- would be why he's nominated for best actor and the movie's not nominated for anything else. But
0: Hong Chow does have a supporting actress. Oh, okay, nomination. okay. Yeah. That's
1: that's what I've heard. And that's I it. Don't know. <laughs> I have I have no thoughts. You know, like I haven't seen it. I do really want to see it because it, it, I thought it looked good as fuck. I just couldn't get to the theater
0: i i thought it looked good and but like this is the problem that came up what movie was that it's kind of like the the thing with the with joker right where like Mm -hmm. all the marketing and advertising is this guy fucking performs he's he's, he does a performance here the acting is stellar and you're just like okay if that's all you're really saying about the movie that might be all there is to the movie and with joker that was true so <laughs> yep. Yep. um i am curious to see it I, I like aronofsky as a director so yeah um but mostly I, I just want to support my boy brendan fraser so
1: don't don't we all want to support brendan fraser hell yeah he's like he's like one of the biggest baby faces right now i feel like as far as as far as uh hollywood actors go
0: hell yeah oh my God. Yeah, absolutely without a doubt um the only other actor in a leading role we didn't talk about which is a movie i didn't know had come out was uh Bill Nighy in Living which mm-hmm. is actually a remake of Ikiru
1: Oh shit Yeah which is
0: the only reason With i With Bill bring it Nighy Mhm
1: Yeah i love Bill Nighy
0: Don't we all but Yeah that's it's Oh
1: shit i'd watch that
0: It's up for his acting and adapted screenplay and i think thought there was maybe one more it was nominated for but yeah like I, it was not on my radar at all that it had come out um yeah we love our guy that sounds dope a pretty stacked uh, list there with Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Paul Mescal and Bill Nike. so
1: yeah good heavy list heavy hitters man heavy hitters only
0: good list of dudes um yeah is there anything else that like you and I had both seen Maybe in best picture category.
1: Other than than, uh, the one that has been conspicuous by its absence in our discussion.
0: Hmm. Do tell.
1: Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. We've already done an episode on this, so we didn't want to, you know, retread too much today. But like this movie being nominated for what? Ten categories? Eleven categories? I
0: I want to say eleven.
1: I saw um, this movie in theaters. What is it? Yeah, keep going. And I was just like, that is one of the best movies I have ever seen in my life. And it is not the type of thing that wins Oscars. Like, it, it's just, it's going to get snubbed and it's going to be stupid. Yeah. To, to see them show the level of respect that they've shown for it. Um, that's really cool to see, man. That's really cool to see. This huge crowd pleaser, this uh, multiverse ass sci-fi comedy, Um, Mm -hmm. like up for this many awards, man. Um, I don't think it's just one of the best movies of the year. I think it's one of the best movies of all time. Uh, Mm -hmm. What say you?
0: Uh, Agree on all counts. I think, I mean, I don't think. This was my favorite movie of the year. Um, I think Tar was... A phenomenal movie that i would put on the same level in terms of quality but i think everything everywhere all at once definitely i, I was on the hype train since i first saw it and oh yeah yeah to kind of clarify what we were saying earlier it is 10 categories 11 award nominations because there's two best supporting actress uh, nominations damn. that's jamie, fucking awesome jamie lee curtis and stephanie shu which I kind of hope Stephanie Shue wins because I think she's the first queer actress to be nominated for an Oscar for acting, oh, shit. and she was like my emotional entry point into being emotionally immersed in the movie. Oh yeah. So I I think she did excellent. If she got a win, I would I would be really happy. But uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis also <laughs> delivered a hell of a performance dude she, she was, was great. so
1: so great in that movie everyone was so great in that movie even like jenny slate having a biff uh, a bit part or uh excuse my freudian slip biff whiff having a small part like mm-hmm. just everyone was really really memorably good in that movie it, it makes me it makes me feel like the world is a little bit brighter seeing it get so much clout um especially from the academy who i did not think for a second would uh have the time of day for a movie like everything everywhere all at once
0: no absolutely i i thought it would have you know when it came out i was like maybe like some acting maybe directing but i didn't think like best picture plus everyone <laughs> yeah like everything i i think it's really cool also a lot of the technical awards and like costume design like a true artistic vision that was seen through in such a cohesive way and yeah we're fanboys for it for sure i'll admit it and i'll be i'll wear that badge proudly i guess you know i thought it was a a great time um i'll i'll probably i'll put forth the effort to watch it again over the next couple weeks here um hell yeah the oscars I watched
1: it four times last year according to my (laughs) letterboxd
0: Uh, The Oscars are a week from this recording, Sunday the 12th. Um, So I'll try to watch it again before then to kind of remind myself what's at stake here. Um, Yeah. Kick-ass movie. Loved it. Um, Hell yeah. I did mention, briefly there, Tar. And I, I kind of told you, like, I wanted you to watch one of the movies that had, like, a lot of nominations and it was, like, should I tell Denny to watch Banshees of Inisherin, The Fablemans, or Tar? And I was like, I think Banshees is the only one that I would recommend for you, Denny, to <laughs> actually watch.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Banshees is such a great movie that I, I knew both of us would really like. Tar, I think, is a phenomenal movie that I think you would appreciate. And then The Fablemans was fine for me I'm not gonna tell you to watch it kind of thing um but I think tar is I still want you to see it uh I think it is a must watch it's um uh, maybe we'll talk about it one day on the show but I have it at a 38 out of four out of 40 so but it's nice. got it's got runway for a 39 honestly okay okay um I'll uh I want to watch I'll it probably
1: again. I'll probably only watch it if it wins Honestly, okay. it's just like I appreciate a good ass drama. Like I can respect it, I can appreciate it, but it's just it's just not how I like to spend my time. I've got mm-hmm. limited time here on earth. I like to watch RoboCop. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I like to do with my free time.
0: More power to you. Absolutely. Uh if if for nothing else watch it to have Kate Blanchett actually absolutely knock your fucking socks off. So
1: Okay she kicks ass
0: she is my runaway lock for actress in a leading role which means it's for sure going to michelle williams in the fablemans um (laughs) uh, (laughs) and that sucks but I, i i think tar is phenomenal i would love to chop it up with with you about it i'm hoping it holds your interest it is about a conductor of a Um, symphony in berlin but it's it's got it's got a whole bunch of really interesting elements that i won't get into that i think you would appreciate
1: not my thing based on that pitch not not my thing
0: maybe (laughs) some type of thing maybe some elements from a movie genre you like is what i'll say
1: schlock horror that shows up in tar
0: not schlock horror but whatever um (laughs) the only other well, not the only other Michelle Yeoh is also up for actress in a leading role for everything everywhere. We already we didn't even really praise her that much, but she was excellent. <laughs> All the we different we want to see
1: her win, people. We want to see her win.
0: I think I mentioned Andrea Riseborough uh, in the movie to Leslie, which was really good. She was amazing in it. Um, she was Mandy in Mandy. I mentioned that like however many episodes ago, mm-hmm. and everything else I kind of already talked about. All right. um... Any other movies you and I both watched? I was kind of <laughs> counting on you having seen the whale.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's it, buddy. I think that's it. I think. Uh... God, I have seen so few of these. And oh, hey, uh, Glass Onion, a best yeah. adapted screenplay, Glass Onion. Um, I don't know. I don't really think it deserves it. <laughs> what about you?
0: <laughs> I. I don't know. I liked it. If I liked it, it. If it got completely snubbed, I wouldn't be like, you know, breaking out the torches and pitchforks or anything. I, w- I
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't even consider it a snub. It's. It's not one of the best <laughs> oh, screenplays yeah, of the year, man. Like, it's a good movie. Like, it's not one of the best of the year. Not even close.
0: <sighs> Adapted screenplay, like, was
1: everything's Shoot. adapted that doesn't narrow it down at all we don't make original movies anymore
0: i was about to say all quiet on the western front but i see that that is also nominated so it'll probably um, win it dude all quiet on the western front kicks ass it's it's up for a lot of awards which i was kind of surprised by but it's like it's a really good fucking movie
1: i, I might see that one i don't like war movies i'm over it, world war Two. it is I'm a, ready to move on
0: it is world war one first of all oh and even worse the first movie the original movie came out before world war ii so <laughs> i i think uh, i'd rather just watch it the is, original. it is it's a good movie the original one's really good um it is an anti-war movie though set during a war so
1: okay i could maybe get down with that i liked apocalypse now so
0: yeah yeah that's a good one uh The only other one I watched worth really talking about, it's up for a few awards, including Best Picture, Triangle of Sadness. I haven't seen that. It's on Hulu right now. I checked, I popped on Hulu the other day and saw it was up there. I was kind of surprised. Um, Triangle of Sadness was really good. I think it's, it's a really, like, pointed critique on, like, wealth and the wealthy. It's funny in such weird and gross ways. Content warning though there's in the second act it's like a lot of it takes place on a yacht or like an expensive like luxury yacht liner that has like a bunch of guests on there yeah um they run into a storm and it's like this really funny scene where it's just like it's just getting worse and worse, and they're like hitting more and more waves, and like this the boat's like tossing turning like heavier and heavier, and everyone just tries to keep up the facade of like. They're having like a f- nice fancy dinner with everyone on the boat and everyone's just like trying to keep face of just like are we in real danger here like no we're just everything's fine I'm wealthy I'm not going to create a huge fuss about this and then we start eating like raw fish dishes and the, the sea is tossing around us around and all of the old people start throwing up and getting uh, diarrhea and it's a really gross scene disgusting played for a laugh though it's yeah i love it's diarrhea. wild i love <laughs> diarrhea
1: <laughs> diarrhea in film a comprehensive examination by denny and greg
0: underrepresented really like we got coda and um shoot sound of metal discussing the deaf community what about the diarrhea community folks?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm marginalized as fuck my diarrhea i mask it I'm masking out here in the world. As a guy who doesn't have diarrhea, I'm trying to pass.
0: Shining a light on the afflicted is why Triangle of Sadness is is my lock for Best Picture winner.
1: (laughs) Damn, you really think so?
0: No. Okay, (laughs) because of the diarrhea? afflicted with diarrhea, really? (laughs)
1: Because of the diarrhea, it's going to win Best Picture. (laughs) Like...
0: I think we're kind of done talking about specific movies. It's, it's so wild that Elvis is up for so many. Just, I, keep, I keep seeing the, it. I'm the surprised musical every time. The
1: biopic that comes out every year? We get one of these every year. We do this every year. We say make a musical biopic, make the protagonist uh, almost fuck everything up, then have a dark night of the soul and go out and perform even though things are falling apart. Magical adventures, best friends forever. We do this every year.
0: That was a pretty solid one. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Finally popped you a little.
0: (laughs) It's the one time I liked that gimmick. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what the gimmicks are for this week, but do you want it to be like handing out a couple of awards here or like predictions?
1: I think, I think we would be remiss not to at least predict best picture. Okay. Um, If you want to do more than that, we can do it. But um, I think it'll be fun to see. Maybe we can come back in the RoboCop episode and see how we measured up. Well, mm-hmm. we'll be recording that before the Oscars. So maybe we can come back in short circuit. In Either
0: before day. or during. Yeah.
1: Yeah, probably during the Oscars. is what We're going to be recording next maybe week. Like,
0: Anyways, ro- when RoboCop shot that guy in the dick. Oh my God, Kehu Kwan won. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I think my prediction for Best Picture, I... Since it got so many noms, I kind of want to say everything everywhere all at once, but CODA won last year, so maybe they're due for a movie like this. I'm kind of torn. I think they could pick Triangle of Sadness. Like, it really feels like a movie like that could take it this year. I just have this weird feeling that that one's going to kind of show up and kind of shock people.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Being the the nomad land of the year, so to speak.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I've seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of these movies. I didn't see Avatar or Women Talking. And, like, there's, like, six of these that if they won, I wouldn't be all that upset, honestly. Yeah. I, I want everything, everywhere, all at once to win, but if All Quiet, Banshees... Tar or Triangle of Sadness win, I won't be upset at all. I think they're all really good movies.
1: I'm gonna predict everything everywhere all at once not because I'm convinced it will win, but because I want to send that energy into the universe. Mm. Um, That's my prediction. I'm rooting for the home team on this one. Um, I'm calling a crowd pleaser. Um, I'm, I'm gonna give it to everything everywhere all at once.
0: Do you think it's gonna sweep or, like, win a decent amount of the categories it's nominated Ooh. for?
1: I'm going to predict 7 out of 10 categories for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. 7 out of 10. I don't think you nominate that many without giving it giving out a fuck ton of wins.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've got double chances in Actress in a Supporting Role, and yeah. honestly, I think they might have it um, for that one. 7 out of 10. Actress in a leading role, I think, is one they might lose to, of course, the wonderful Lydia Tarr. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> But like all the technical awards, like I think it sh- could win. Oh, it didn't get cinematography. Oh, whoops. Huh. Well, directing, costume design, screenplay, um, all that stuff. I, uh, Best song, I think, is on there, too.
1: I don't know if it'll win Best Original Song, but I'd like it to. And I think John Williams is probably going to de facto take best original score, but uh, everything, everywhere, all at once a score ain't nothing to fucking sneeze at. It is really good. I yeah. love you, I love you, I love you. That one, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, damn. Uh, my prediction, I feel like I have more predictions. I just, I just want to, like, I'm scrolling through all these categories. was like, oh, fuck, I didn't talk about Bardo for cinematography. Like, oh, well. I think I chatted about that during one of our other episodes, though. So, it got its shout-out. So did Empire Flight. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> Denny, what is the best movie for when it's the
1: Oscars? Everything, everywhere, all at once.
0: One's uh, another gimmick, folks. All right. <laughs> all right. Any stray thoughts? Anything you got? I think I'm all I, wrapped up here. I think I'm
1: good to take it home, man. I think I'm good to take it home.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing who wins and i'm looking forward to a solid 2023 in cinema
1: hell yeah maybe we'll see a pretty good start wouldn't you say
0: i i think so i i I haven't really seen a lot of 2023 movies i think i've been so focused on catching up with 2022 that i've only seen knock at the cabin (laughs) that's the only new movie i've seen from this year oh no
1: we'll wait till you catch megan
0: oh ooh, ooh, it is on the list and wild prediction 2024 oscars mia goth gets a nomination for maxine
1: god i hope so
0: god i hope so just you wait oh that'd be cool um nah, there's no way that happens but i like you i want to put that energy out into the world <sighs> see you in 2024 people uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking around, everybody, for our Oscar episode. We hope you enjoy the chatter, the overall lack of predictions. We kept it pretty bare-bones. We just wanted to chat about movies we liked in what was a fantastic year in movies.
1: Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, it was. 2022 really was a special year. Like, so many good, original movies came out last year. It's one of my favorite. Like, I, I feel like Cinema learned that up against uh up against streaming, they're going to have to try again. <laughs> people mm. won't just go to the movies. They're going to have to try. Um and I like seeing them try.
0: Yeah. I like getting out to the movies. Yep. I I love sitting in a uh, sitting in a dark theater with mostly old people watching Banshees of Inisherin. It was a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's just you know this year being so special movies they're like we still get the occasional movie that was like oh there was actually some delay on this one or like filming difficulties because of like covid restrictions and stuff you're just like oh shit yeah of course and it just reminds me of a time where like the only movie you could watch like please keep theaters open see 10 at six times we need you (laughs) to survive it was a dark era for movies and i feel like we are fully back on track
1: yeah, we are. We're in the good times, baby. Greener pastures on the other side of the pandemic.
0: And I still Except haven't the seen theater tenor.
1: industry is slowly dying still.
0: <laughs> um, I'm doing my part. Gif as I spike the camera like Starship Troopers. There we go. <clears throat> I'm doing boom. my part. All right. Um, that's a brief interruption of movies for when uh, we will be back on theme next. Week with RoboCop as we continue our theme of Movies for Win. You're Worried About Robots. Episode 2 coming soon. RoboCop and the winner of our audience poll will be the week after that. It is Short Circuit.
1: I can't believe, I can't believe it worked. I haven't been this pleased with the audience since they voted for Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't been this pleased with the audience since they voted for Fellowship of the Ring. Hell yeah. which the less said about there being like more like remaking those movies in the work the better i just pray that that falls apart on the <laughs> writing floor please don't do it people please we're good um yeah that's it for me denny and denny i've got an envelope here as we close out we say good night to the audience denny It says here that um, the best catchphrase goes to La La Land? Wait a second. That can't... Oh, sorry. No, it's it's Denny. Denny's the actual winner. I did it! I won best catchphrase! That's right, you did, buddy. Why don't you hit us with it to remind the people of this Oscar-winning catchphrase?
1: For Greg Work, the Hot Dog Fingers Johnson, I'm Denny, the... In cut another off your life. fingers <laughs> I was gonna say in another life I could have been really happy just doing laundry and winning Oscars with you Taylor <laughs> and this has been Sick. Movies for When <laughs> we already told you when but you know what we didn't tell you? what's my unbearable weight of massive talent should have been nominated for an Oscar again I'm a policeman see my badge <laughs>